Hello, hello. This is Mixtape and Identity. I'm your host, Shane. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode 37, and my guest this week is Bianca Ismailovsky. Thank you so much for joining me for the 37th case of Mixtape and Identity. My guest this week is Bianca Ismailovsky. Uh, Bianca is someone I came across very, very recently um, after she launched her podcast, Sad and Sexy. Um, got into that because I saw Hannah Abernathy initially shared it. Uh, Lena Moon, Annie Lumsden have been on the show as well. So um, I love all three of those people. And I thought, well, if they like Bianca, then let's give it a go. We'll see what she thinks. Um, Bianca was so excited to get involved. It was actually like the nicest moment I've had one of the nicest moments I've had in doing the show was I reached out to Bianca and she immediately said yes I'd love to um, I was hoping you'd ask um, so yeah like I can't tell you that how much joy that brought me uh, really really fun list very poppy um, had to to take the Miley Cyrus instances down a little bit but we got there in the end and this is a great chat there's there's so much to enjoy about this a couple of really big bombshells in here a couple of things that shocked both me and bianca so enjoy this is your first time listening then just let you know we do release the playlist ahead of the show those typically come out on a monday with the podcast coming out on the thursday so if you want to listen to any of the songs that we're talking about listen to ahead of time listen along and um, you can find all the details on instagram the playlist announcement will have the full list you can also find the spotify profile mixed up and identity that's about it. I'll be back at the end of the show, but for now, we'll get into episode 37 of Mixtape and Identity with Bianca Ismailovsky. How often do you actually listen to music at the moment? All day, every day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a podcast gal, which is ridiculous because I have three podcasts and counting at this point but right. I am a music gal so I don't have the time for spoken word I'm just always listening to music it makes right. me feel so good and yeah okay perfect and as a standard then are you listening to albums or do you go for playlists or what's the what's the general go-to I'm a playlist gal look I'm a playlist gal but I do love an album like I go okay. through waves uh of really being obsessed with an album I listened to one album uh non-stop for se- seven years so okay. you know <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah like sometimes i can just become really obsessed with an album but most of the time okay. it's playlists okay yeah what was the album is it is it on the list or one of the songs yeah it is on the list uh okay. so okay. it's an we'll get to it or do you yeah, want okay. to talk about it now no no we'll, we'll get, get to it to it's it. A, a little bit of a little bit of sizzle like that keeps people <laughs> listening right um, yeah, yeah okay all right perfect and again just uh, you know as a standard do you do you fall back to old familiar music then or are you trying to find new music or what do you typically go for? Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not really someone that needs to be the hippest when it comes to music. Okay, I don't sure. need to know all the cool songs and always on the hunt for new music. Right. Uh, I like listening to, you know, it, it's not a huge thing of my identity that it has to be cool, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. But I have, ch- yeah, yeah, but I, I do use the Spotify feature of Spotify radio kind of thing based on my mm-hmm. taste. So it's not really looking for new music because I'm not really changing my taste. It's curated to what I already like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't need to know all of the latest music. Okay. So no, I'm not usually on the hunt for cool stuff. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Mm. Um, 
so what was the what was the first music that you that you bought or owned uh well like legitimately i remember having a postman pat cassette tape as a child excellent yeah (laughs) yeah and i had a crush on postman pat for some reason i don't know i was like a three-year-old uh but yeah i used to listen to postman pat jams in my bedroom okay so that would be my first intro to music like legitimately okay yeah perfect (laughs) very early (laughs) it's gotten my tastes have gotten better better than postman pat okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that is a bold statement yeah 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 um this is a complete aside and not relevant to the podcast at all but um i have a an 18 month old son so i've watched a lot of the more recent episodes of postman pat it's terrible now i i like look what they've done oh he's still running yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) what have they done that's so bad he's just an idiot he's an idiot like every single he he delivers things (laughs) and every time he goes to deliver something he fails to deliver what he's meant to deliver and offers a solution as a result like that's the whole premise of the show but like he would be fired immediately because every <laughs> single time some like there's an episode i watched recently I, I don't know why we're getting into this but he was meant to deliver some ice and the ice melted because he didn't keep the truck cool enough but he saw some <laughs> pla- yeah he saw some plastic bottles on the way and he was like oh they wanted to make an igloo they can make it out of these plastic bottles and it worked out okay but i'm like that's no, not what they asked for they wanted ice <laughs> That's not what they ordered and paid for. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. That's not a that's not a solution. Is that what is that what the show was about when I was a kid? I don't remember. I I don't know. And maybe it was and maybe I loved it, but um I just remember he was a postman and he had a a cat. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um Jess. That's all I remember. I I, yeah. I just remember like looking back on it now i'm like why was this postman so prolific in the neighborhood like why did we need Mm. him but maybe he was a problem solver maybe that was it yeah maybe but yeah it's just now he's creating the problems to solve Yeah, exactly maybe he became irrelevant yeah Yeah, and he started making (laughs) problems yeah i've come up with a solution well you created this problem so (laughs) no one's giving you any credit for that pat Sorry, that's that's okay. not that's not usually what we talk about in the show. Um, no, we uh, there aren't enough podcasts doing postman Pat rants, <laughs> and so I think it's important that you take that burden. That yeah, okay, it'll be a nice little spin-off. Um, okay, and then live music. What's what's the best live performance or the best live show you've seen? Oh, I'm not great at going to concerts because okay. it's all just a bit much. It's a bit loud. Okay, fair uh, enough, yeah. Um, but I really loved seeing Limp Biscuit, and I mm. also loved seeing Justin Timberlake because I touched him and it was in like the sexy back era. So okay. it was like peak sexy Justin, and I oh, was yeah. right at the front of the stage in like the sexy back lounge. And uh, yeah, I touched his hand, and it was like the greatest moment of my life. I peaked oh. at that yeah. point. So okay. yeah. All right. that is a big and it's moment, sad so. because now I'm not I don't respect him that much sure with a post me too lens on my life yeah I don't like him so uh, yeah <laughs> it's sad that that's such a prolific moment for me you know? right okay fair enough yeah um so like just uh 
before the podcast we were talking about uh the episode that i did with with han i was not mm. and one of the big questions that we asked on that show that i'll pose to you now is was justin timberlake actually sexy or was he just really good at telling you over and over again that he was really sexy well <clears throat> he wasn't saying <clears throat> he wasn't saying that he was sexy he was just saying that he was bringing sexy back and I don't think he was saying necessarily that he is embodying sexy. I think what he was, I think uh-huh. what he meant by sexy back yeah. is that he was bringing, he thinks in his mind that sexy is wearing tailored pants and a tie. Right. And okay. I think that's what he was, he's like, I'm bringing that back. I'm bringing class okay. back. Okay. I think, I don't think he himself thinks he's sexy. Because right. I was never a JT stan. Like, the uh-huh. curls did not do it for me in NSYNC. I didn't think he was attractive. But then I did think he was sexy at the time of Sexy Back. And I think it was because, yeah, his music and his style changed. But hmm. I don't necessarily think that's what he was saying. Okay. I think okay. he is maybe... I think if you just say the word sexy enough, yeah, people just start to assume, assimilate you with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. No, As I the think host you're of- right. As the host of Sad and Sexy, that's obviously something that you've really taken to heart. Yeah, well, Mary Ellen is the sad one and I'm right. the sexy one. That's how, yes. yeah. Like, so I make sure that under all the logo, sexy okay. is just underneath my name. Sure, uh, okay. Smart tactic of mine, you know, yeah. yeah. I don't want to be associated with the sad. I'm the sexy, <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. Okay, and I'm very sorry for saying this, but you've obviously learned a lot from Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah, evidently. Yeah. Evidently, I have mm-hmm. the old JT technique. I've stolen, I've stolen the JT technique without yep. even realizing it. Maybe Never feels. when I touched him, it uh, he implanted something into Absolutely. me, like alien. Yeah. 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 Okay, we f- we find the origin story. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Off the yeah. flyer. That's great. Amazing. All right. Brilliant. Okay. Well, look, we'll we'll get into the list here. So, song one is a song you fell in love with straight away. So you've gone for Rain Girl by yeji yaji i think that's how you say now the yaji yeji yaji uh yeah this is one of those songs that is too cool for me right right? like this is a song i would never have discovered it's a song that you know uh, people who like music would know uh but it was a song that one of my friends who i didn't know that well like she was in our friendship group but she every time she would get a bit gacked at a party um people would say you know put on rain girl because loves will dance to rain girl and i didn't know what rain girl was Mm -hmm. and i hadn't seen it from my own eyes before and you know everyone would sort of chant like rain girl rain girl rain girl and then we would put it on and she would dance and i remember just thinking like wow one i love this girl but two this song is so cool because uh it is a really cool song. I, I yeah. think, like, I, I love, like, chill dance vibes, and it's yeah. such a cool song. And, yeah, I remember just, like, being like, remember the name, Rain Girl, so you can add it to your Spotify list in secret so no one knows that you don't know the song today. Right. When you get yeah, home yeah. tomorrow, you do it. But it's spelt Rain Girl, so I couldn't find it. You know, oh. it was just, <laughs> it's G-U-R-L, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a cool song. It's a cool yeah. song. And it's one that I always put on to get in the mood to party. Mm-hmm. It's a very cool song. Yeah. Um, it occupies a weird part in my brain, uh, which is like, 
there, there's something about it that I'm not 100% sure if I'm enjoying or if I just need more of it. It's kind of like MSG. It's like, um, and it, uh. it feels to me like certain TikToks. Like, uh, have you ever seen Kelly Dactyl? It's a really good example of this. It's just like, she's like, uh, a girl that just dances on TikTok. Like, that's that's her thing. Uh-huh. But they're edited in a way that, like, I'm obsessed with. And I keep watching them. And I'm like, I'm not really enjoying this. There's nothing that's particularly entertaining about this. But I keep, like, I would search for that TikTok and I would find it again. I would watch it again. And I don't know why, <laughs> but there's something slightly addictive about it. And I think this song right, has that yeah. same sort of addictive quality. Do you know what I mean? I agree. I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I agree. I don't know why it pops off so hard for me because it mm. shouldn't. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know what you mean about being addicted to things that you're like, I don't know why I keep watching this. Like I have certain TikToks in my head that like, I don't even think they're necessarily well done. Like there's nothing, mm. I don't know what it is about it, but yeah, I like have them saved and I go and rewatch them over. It's a sickness. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, TikTok has really ruined my brain and I don't even use it that much. But yeah, Kelly Dactyl, yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, what do you mean with the editing? Like, So like um, she would do, when she does particular dances, like she's she's gone off in a, <laughs> going to critique her. She's gone off in a direction where a lot of her stuff is like, um, she has like green screen and like she's a, a, a man oh. in a green morph suit helping her with like certain moves and stuff. And that's not really what I enjoyed initially. But it's just little dances for <laughs> such nonsense. Um, it's see when someone's dancing and like they like it, when they jump up, but where they are stays the same on the screen, and it's like the background that moves. Have you ever seen that effect? Oh yeah, yeah. It's that kind of thing, and I don't know what it is about that in particular, but it's that thing that I just like. I just there's something very satisfying about it that I keep watching. Yeah, I would want to watch that too. Yeah. I'm going to look her up now. Cool. There. Not for her new shit. No. No. You're going to have to scroll back through <laughs> through months and months of content to find the good yeah, stuff, yeah. which is just oh, her I'll happily doing do slightly jumpy uppy down dances. Um, no, I yeah. do like the slightly up and down. There's a girl mm. that I follow on TikTok and like, she just, there's something about the way that she moves her mouth. She's not a particularly good lip syncer, but it's just right. the way that she moves her mouth that I can't stop watching and I'm like her lip syncing is so lazy and so not great but I'm obsessed with it and yeah it's this thing of like I don't even want to be watching this but I'm obsessed so yeah Yeah. I I think I'll get into Kelly yeah okay cool all right song two is a song that took you a while all right I'm I'm gonna read this out exactly as you sent it to me (laughs) so you've gone for you've written break my soul Beyonce and then in brackets in capital letters oh my god stop (laughs) yeah i know i'm really outing my i'm ashamed as if anything on renaissance i could possibly not have been immediately in love with but this is this i chose this one because it's embarrassing um and i you know i i'm opening myself up to a lot of criticism here and rightly so Mm. rightly so um but when Beyonce dropped Break My Soul, you know, I've been incredibly busy at the moment and I haven't had the time to sit down and listen to it. But everyone on my social media is going nuts, like Beyonce doing dance music. Oh, my God, it's amazing. Um, and I, I hadn't heard it, but I had just heard like a bit of the chorus when we, people were posting like little clips. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's not that great. Like, I, you know, it, I was like, uh, whatever. I don't think it's that good. 
And so I didn't take the time to actually listen to it. But then, obviously, when Renaissance came out, uh, you know, which is a masterpiece, and seriously, like, what, it's all I'm listening to at the moment. Right. Uh, n- then listening to Break My Soul along the way, I was like, oh, I get it. I see the appeal. I love it. And I can't believe I was not on board initially and no one must know this secret shame about myself. And now I've just gone on a podcast and outed myself. So, right. yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It did take me some time to come around to. It's embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> Are you a fan of Renaissance? Have you listened to it? Joe, you know I, I, I listened to it only because I knew I was going to be speaking with you. And uh, since I recently started following you on Instagram, I see you've been posting about, is it your brother <laughs> that you've been pestering to listen to it? Yes. And right. he still hasn't listened to it. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, th- there was a part of me that thought like I can't go onto a podcast with Bianca and not have listened to it because I'll also be berated. Um, so it was more out of fear. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm but, glad. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. I'm glad I listened to it as, uh, as well. It's um, it is it's it is brilliant. Um, yeah. But I I probably be with you on this. I think this song took me a little bit of time as well, and I didn't initially get into it the intro in particular that took me a little bit of time to um like the yes. all those like it's a uh, the fat man scoop-esque vibe yeah exactly exactly <laughs> that yeah um yeah. and i was it just kind of it didn't vibe with me and then i just thought it's just a bit i don't know uh, I, I, I didn't really connect with it straight away um but yeah after a few lessons i got into it and then i also think that this song works particularly well in the context of the album because yes they're like what was this this is song like five on the album something somewhere around there right and four five or six maybe yeah yeah <clears throat> so they're and and the way the album is done up up to that point basically is like that all the songs sort of run into each other and yeah it, it it it's it's a pretty intense and pretty amazing listening experience so yes in the yeah. context of the album where yes. you've heard so many other different sounds so many different other things that sort of work together and then you get to this you're, you're fully on board with the sound of the album so this song just completely works um yeah it's interesting so yeah, that this you. was the song that she like released up front for this mm. album because it's not even in like the top 10 of the best songs on the album oh well, that's a big shout like you would think but but i think it is the one that she like I, I don't know what the decision was behind it but when i think about it in the context of it all the other songs oh i don't i, I really don't know i mm. i don't know what the choice was but yeah i i think there are just so many it's hard to choose my favorite song um right. but yeah it, in the context of the album i love it but yeah. I, before that i was just like it just sounds oh and i hate to say this i was like it just sounds noisy <laughs> I was like, yeah. it's just one big mess. I'm not a fan of this. Uh, which, yeah. you know, I and smite me down for saying that. I deserve it. But yeah, in the context of the album, I'm like, oh yeah. my God, I can't believe it took me so long to get on this song. So I'm yeah. embarrassed. Yeah. That's a very, very old woman take. But um, I, I have that a lot now <laughs> when I listen to certain songs. I'm like, it's not music. It's just bloody noise. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yes, we're, we're, we're on board now. <laughs> Uh, and that's, that's we're on board now yeah 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 um okay 
song three then is a song from your introduction to music. So your song is Mangup by Srebna <laughs> Krilla. It's Mangup by Srebna Krilla. Thank you. Uh, now this is an interesting one because, um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, what introduced me to music and uh-huh. it wasn't just Postman Pat. Uh <laughs> So I'm going to say this in like one sentence because I think it's quite an intense sentence. I'm just going to try and get it out and then you can have your reaction. Okay. Okay. So my dad was a famous Croatian pop star and this is the song that he represented Croatia in Eurovision with. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad, like, in Croatia is, like, a superstar. And he was in Eurovision. And I sp- I chose this specific song because of Eurovision. And I guess that was, like, his biggest hit at the time. But, uh, yeah. So- oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I got introduced to music. My dad was famous. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what What do you say to that? Oh my God. I know, That's... right? Yeah. My dad was in Eurovision and like in the 80s too, which is uh-huh. peak Eurovision. You know, yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. be 80s Eurovision. Um, and yeah, and so, and my mum was Miss Yugoslavia. So like, they're like, you know. Um, I'll just throw Yeah, I'm like, I'll, I'll, may as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they're uh, Croatian pop royalty in a way. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I know. That's yeah. that's amazing. Okay. Um so, so uh, um <laughs> who who who's he in the band? So, well, it's interesting cuz the band changed uh-huh. a lot over the years. So there's different like versions of it. It must be a thing in Croatia where just like as long as one member remains it's still the band. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but he was like I'm I'm assuming the songwriter cuz I have all the royalties now. Um and he played the piano. I think he might have played the sax. Um, and he also did singing as well. But when there was a girl in the band, which there was at this time when they did Mungup, um, he was just backup vocals. So, um, yeah. He, wow. Yeah. I know. And, you know, it's so crazy because, like, that their band was, like, the – so many people my age grew up with their parents listening to it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so whenever I meet someone that's Croatian and I say to them, do you know this band, Srebna Krila? They're like, yeah, we know that band. I'm like, yeah, that's my dad. But they lose their minds. They tell their parents, their parents come out of the house like, oh, my God, we love this music. Like I've gotten free taxi rides before because they'll if – they, if they're like, oh – your name sounds Croatian or something, or like an Uber. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They get so excited. I, w- I was at work once and this woman, we got talking, she'd said something to someone that walked out in Croatian. And I said, oh, are you Croatian? And she said, yes. And then we started talking and I mentioned the band and she called her friend back. She's like, you've got to come back. This is the daughter of Srebna Krila. You must come back. And he comes back and he's like standing in front of me and he's speaking to me in Croatian and I was like, you're going to be so disappointed, but I don't actually speak it. Uh, I'm so sorry to let you down. I'm ruining my dad's legacy. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, they're a really big deal over there. Crazy. Okay. Mm. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So this is like episode 37, I think. I could do another yeah. 
400 episodes. I don't think anyone's going to top that. I've had... <laughs> I have had, like, I've had other people who've had, like, published music from their parents. Yeah. Uh, I've also uh-huh. had... I had someone who was at Eurovision, uh, working at Eurovision, which is very Amazing. cool. I think that's going to top it, right? That's... <laughs> wow, okay. I think so. Yeah, it's okay. my... Uh... All right. Yeah, and so music sort of ran in my bl- in my veins, I guess, from a young age. Okay, all right. Yeah. And do you listen to the band then? What, like, what, like, what's your take on the actual music itself? Um, there are some bangers, bro. Like, I, I mean, there's one Christmas song that I really enjoy. I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. I, like, you know, I don't speak Croatian, so it's difficult for me to know. Um, but okay. I love Mangup because it's uh. You know, it's it, it's got a real like cheesy eighties vibe, yeah. and the film clip is really cute, and my dad's in it, so obviously I really like that. Um, yeah. But there's one song called "Luvav Yeah." I don't know what it is, but it's like a dance track. My dad mm. is giving like Aqua male the guy a guy male guy from Aqua like uh-huh. vibe with his lyrics. Um, yeah. But that one really pops off. I really like it. So okay. yeah, but it's not really. Um, I don't listen to all of them, but there are some songs that he's like written for my mum and stuff, which you know are really nice. And wow, yeah, yeah, cool. it's uh, it's cool. Yeah, wow. bless right. him. Mangoop's a great <laughs> song, though. Like, I really, really liked it. It was like I'd never heard it before. Um, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's a great pop song. Like, I was, I was, I, I was interested to hear the story behind it, but um, I, I, I thought it was brilliant. Um, oh, I'm so glad. I, wow. Thank you. Yeah, listen to it more. Everyone stream Mungup because I get paid if you do. So uh, <laughs> my plan is to like make, you know, 80s Euro pop really popular, Croatian 80s music pop really popular so that I can yeah, sure. uh, get really rich. That's my plan. That's, right, okay. you know, okay. that's all I've got to fall back on at this point. Absolutely, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every Eurovision, just bring it back. Hey, <laughs> Oh, Croatia and Eurovision again. Oh, speaking of Croatia and Eurovision, <laughs> Mangup. Yeah, Mangup. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I think it translates to rascal. I think uh, she's saying okay. like you're a rascal or something. I'm not sure, oh, yeah. but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That's great. Excellent. All right. Okay, there you go. What a revelation! What a bombshell! <laughs> I know, right? What a so bombshell! Good. Excellent. Alrighty. Uh, song four then is a song that makes you happy so you've gone for mm. nice for what by drake yes which is such an odd choice i don't even know how this became my happy song but this mm. is the one i put on when i'm sad it's either this one or god's plan also by drake and from the same album but those two songs i don't know what it is it instills something deep in me mm-hmm. i think as well because the sample that drake uses for nice for what is x factor by lauren hill which i really love that song but it's very slow and so i think having this like dancey version of it makes me yeah. really happy yeah but i don't know there's something about it if i'm down mm-hmm. i pop it on it's my go-to song for like pumping myself up it just makes me feel so good right yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big Drake fan. Right, okay. Fair enough. Um I mean, I don't like him as a person. I don't <laughs> think he's a good person. I think he's a bit of a sleaze. Oh and yeah. He's yeah, and he's someone that it took me a really long time. Like I, I remember thinking like that's the kid from Degrassi. Like 
this is embarrassing that people think he's good at rap, <laughs> but he, I, like his talent is undeniable, you know, right. like, he's really great and I am obsessed with him and he's probably like every year on Spotify is one of my most listened to artists, but yeah, yeah. as a person, yeah, sure. not a huge fan, not a huge fan yeah. of him. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. A couple of stories about him recently. Not good. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I've talked about this a lot on the show, but like my, I, one of the reasons I started doing this is that I had a very very limited bubble that I was in in terms of the music that I listened to and it was all sort of Mm -hmm. uh, guitar paced bands and stuff like that that's sort of the main thing Um, Drake's an artist that I've never really given any any time to Um, obviously aware of this song and heard it on the radio and didn't really like it Um, so then when I get these lists I I listen to these lists (laughs) like six or seven times to get to get ready for a show um, yeah. I really, really like this song now. I really, really like this song, and <laughs> I, it's uh, we've had some nice weather here recently, so it's been. I have a, I have a new playlist that I've started called. I've just called it the vibe, um, and it's just for like <laughs> nice fun songs. Yeah. Um, when I'm driving, and this has been like the song that I'll start with and shuffle from for for the last week or so. Um, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah very late to the party it's got a good vibe <laughs> it's a great song it is it is a great yeah. song and I, like i've written off so much stuff that i heard on the radio but it this is a brilliant song it's so oh good. i'm so glad to hear yeah it really is a good song and um yeah you're right the playlist the vibe this mm. belongs on that playlist like yeah. it really is the vibe it's the song that i put on like if yeah i'm driving down the coast and it's like good weather i pop it on and i just feel so good and it's also a song that i will like just before it ends i put it back to the beginning just to get a hit of the dopamine again <laughs> like i've really yeah. got an addiction to it but yeah it really makes me happy and mm. it's, it's a good song so i'm okay. glad you've had this uh reaction to it it's awakening yeah. it makes me really happy yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> amazing um, excellent song five then is a song that makes you sad so your song is soul fight by the revivalists oh, yeah yeah that song does make me sad um oh yeah so this is a song. <clears throat> uh, so I also lived in a bubble uh, when it came to music, where I only listened to like rap and hip hop mm-hmm. um, and Miley Cyrus. That was like pretty much all I listened to, R&B right. as well. And then I met my last boyfriend and we met during COVID. It was a very emotional time because I had just... Uh, ended my marriage during the pandemic. So the way I met my boyfriend, my, well, my last boyfriend, is uh, I was married and I was in it was a failing marriage, and we decided to have an open marriage. And then I met this guy, you know, uh, during the pandemic. And then uh, my marriage ended a week later, and then I just kept dating that guy. So I didn't have any time off. You know, there was a lot of emotions. Mm. We're in lockdown. Um, and because we're in lockdown, we went ended up going back into lockdown. And so we were sort of dating just by like hanging out at his house all the time. Mm-hmm. And he would, we would sing to one another. And um, he <clears throat> put this song on and sang it to me. And it was the song, and I just started crying because um, it goes for like five and a half minutes. So it's an intense song. But uh, I remember him singing it to me and I remember crying because I realized I was in love with him. And uh, every time I listen to it, I get very sad now because we have broken up. But but 
it was such a beautiful time of my life. Um, and I do cry, I guess, that that uh, love is gone now. I don't know why, why I cry, but I just have a really emotional reaction to it. So, hmm. yeah. It makes yeah. me sad. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I saw someone recently. <laughs> it was Andrew Garfield. It's not a philosopher or anything. But, you um, saw him recently? No. Oh, no, on saw, something? Yeah, okay, on Instagram. No, I would, oh. <laughs> I would have started with that. Every every sentence I, st- I would have said, like, I, saw, I, I would, yeah, I'd be leading with that. With I was sentence. talking with Andrew Garfield. I'm obsessed yeah, with yeah. Andrew Garfield. I love him. Yeah. Um, he he was talking about, slightly different, but he was talking about grief. And he said that uh, he, he loves grief because uh, he sees it as all the unexpressed love all the love that we yes. didn't get to to share with another person um yeah. so i mean that makes sense if you're you know in love with someone and that's now over then yeah it, yeah. it makes complete sense for that to to be quite painful or sad i think it was this moment of yeah like i don't know i yeah i mean i <clears throat> he's a great person and we had um you know a great uh, time together but I think it makes me sad that I'm like uh that that time is just gone because it was a mm. really beautiful time like I like falling in love with him um was such a magical time and anytime I listen to any music around that time because he ended up making me a playlist and uh I won't listen to it now because I get right. too emotional um sure. and that's the first song on there but every time I listen to it I'm just transported back to that time and I think I'm not crying that it's like over I think I just I don't know I think I just cry about it because it was just like the feelings music just ties you to a place so much like it can just transport you back there and I Mm -hmm. just get transported back to being like head over heels in love with someone and I don't know it just makes me cry so Mm. yeah it's a sad song for me but it's a nice song yeah no it is it's a really beautiful song absolutely yeah Um, although I don't know what the fuck sulfite is I don't know like what is that I'm not 100% sure, and I was hoping you didn't ask. <laughs> I was like, well, this is the thing as well that used to annoy me because I would listen to music that was, you know, just good to listen to, and he mm. would always say, oh, I hate, like, modern-day lyrics. I want lyrics mm. to mean something. And I always used to bring up sulfite and be like, well, what, what the fuck mean? does that mean? <laughs> and he never had an answer. <laughs> You never had an answer. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm taking care of sulfite. Why don't you yeah. explain that to me if you need your lyrics to mean something? Because that's a sentence that doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, and he never had anything to say. <laughs> so I'm still waiting for an answer. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I wanted to mean something. I don't know what it means, but it means something. <laughs> I mean, it means something. Someone came up with yeah. that and was like taking care of uh, sulfite, uh, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah, you're the reason why. <laughs> Any questions? Move on. Um, <laughs> oh dear. All right, song six then is a song to relax to. So you've gone for I Get Lonely by Janet Jackson. Yeah. Oh, this is another one where I was like, on the same album, did I want to pick I Get Lonely or Got Till It's Gone? But I picked this one because, ah, oh, it's such a chill song. Mm. Um, it's interesting because I don't get lonely. I think it's a song that inspires that you would listen to after a breakup when you're really missing someone. Right. But I don't have that same 
emotional tie to a song. I don't like get sad about being alone or single. Um, I just think it sounds so good. I think mm. like when the beat hits, it's like it relaxes my whole body but it's like sexy and it's chill and um janet jackson is just like one of the most underrated artists of all time she always lived in her brother's shadow she's Mm -hmm. had a lot of misogyny in her career uh so i absolutely like admire her in so many levels so anytime Mm. i listen to the velvet rope album it just it's it's so good for me in every way yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely i know i I don't want to bring up justin timberlake again uh, I know. I do want to bring up Justin. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. I know. Like he, um, he really. I mean, it's interesting because he got nothing. He walked away completely unscathed from that incident. Insane. Absolutely insane. Insane. And we, she really went through it. Yeah. Like so, my my wife and I were watching like a quiz show the other night. And a question came up about this, and it was like, who suffered a, a wardrobe malfunction at the Super Bowl halftime show or whatever it was? Um, and obviously she was the answer. But we both, as soon as it came up, was like, well, I don't know if I'd call that a wardrobe malfunction so much as uh, <laughs> an assault. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you call it what you want, I guess. Um, anyway, I back to the song. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it, Sorry, is, it is a beautiful wanna... song yeah it is and i used to have it i had this song um on a tape so when i was a kid i would listen to a lot of like i, I would listen to a lot of music and i had mm. like uh i would always have the like hits you know like so fresh i don't know if you have that or you know smash hits or whatever and they would just have oh. like the best songs of like that yeah autumn or we have uh no that's what no that's what i call music that was the, the equivalent, I think. <laughs> now that's what I call music. Yeah. That's exactly Amazing. how you have to say it, yeah. <laughs> well, I would ha- I had that and I had it on a, a tape and I had I Get Lonely by Janet Jackson, but it was like a remix version of it, um, oh, okay. which was the only way that I had known this song. So I right. grew up with it. It was like a real dancey song. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I'd not heard the original version until many years later. The thing is, though, that dance version exists nowhere like i cannot oh. find it it only exists on this cassette tape like i swear to god i've looked everywhere i've searched every remix of i get lonely by janet jackson it's nowhere to be found not spotify not youtube not soundcloud and so i just have this version in my head that exists somewhere oh my god um yeah and it's so frustrating because it was such a bop but i i do listen to the the other one uh, I've said it to relax to, but then every time I listen to it, I do get a bit frustrated because I'm like, oh, that dance song. So it, <laughs> ironically, I don't always relax, but yeah, it's such a yeah. good, it's such a good tune. Like it's, yeah, uh, it relaxes me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, that, that tends to be, that's definitely a go-to for me. Um, I either go for like really sort of like chilled guitar based music or like Sigur Ross or something or um, yeah, artists from from the 60s or the 70s or whatever like you know just when it was just one artist their voice and a nice band and yeah mm-hmm. so I like Janet Jackson's a, b- a big one um yeah Whitney Houston uh mm-hmm. uh Ray Charles Stevie Wonder those kind of band, uh, artists as well amazing yeah it's yeah. just there's there's something about it that just really it just it just touches something it just hits a particular spot um mm-hmm. yeah really really chilled I love it yeah, I have like a 
like I, I don't know the music I listen to the most now I would say is like that kind of music like R&B slow mm-hmm. I, I have a, a playlist called slow bangs with a Z um, cool. to different um, which is my I, it's my sex playlist really it's what I put on when like a date is coming over um, right. but it's just like music that is like slow chill and uh, like you can gyrate your hips to in a slow way <laughs> And this one is the first song on the playlist. So what is, yeah, what is more relaxing than having sex? Nothing. So there you go. Okay. There we go. All right. Mm. Got to the bottom of it. All right. Uh, (laughs) Song seven is a song from your preteen years. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) See, I I assume this is song two on that playlist. You're going for the bad (laughs) touch. (laughs) The bad touch by the Bloodhound Gang. (laughs) It is not on the playlist, actually, because I wouldn't be able to... I would get distracted because um, you can't help but rap along to this one. Um, Yeah, this is a song I always think of as a child because this came out in 99. I was nine years old and I had it on CD and I Mm. knew every lyric and I would rap along and I thought I was such a cool little kid that I knew all the lyrics to this song. I had no idea what the songs were about. Like, I didn't know what the lyrics were saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I remember many me- years later being like, what the fuck? Like, where was my mum? Like, why was my mum not present yep. in my... <laughs> yeah. Because it's a very dirty song. Yeah. 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 And not subtle. Like, there are a lot of songs. No. <laughs> like, I remember... Um, I remember, like, I, 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 uh, I was like a leader for, like, a kids group at, at one point. And they were listening to the song. I can't remember the artist now, but it was Whistle, and the song they oh, blow yeah. my whistle, baby. And it's it's a song about blowjobs. Um, but there were a bunch oh. of little kids listening to that song. Sorry, did I just blow your mind? <laughs> I didn't know that. Blow my whistle, bitch, is about getting your dick sucked. I did not know that. Yeah, okay, come on. <laughs> I thought it was like a rave song, just like. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a, about an actual whistle. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> wow. Okay. You know, um, this isn't this sorry. isn't the first time this has happened because I remember there was a song by Britney that I'd listened to her whole circus album for ages. Oh, and then yeah. I remember people complaining about it. They were like, this song needs to be removed from the radio. My t- daughter's been singing it. It's disgusting. And I was like, what's the big deal? What's the song? And it was, if you seek Amy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, I, like I knew every lyric. I was like, I knew the song. And I was like, I still didn't understand. And then, you know, I, I can't believe I was so blinded that it's F-U-C-K me. I can't yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm not surprised I didn't know about the whistle because I clearly am just an idiot. I'm an idiot. So, so yeah, this this story there was like they were all singing along, and yeah, I get it. that. My <laughs> thought was like, where are their parents? Like, why are they listening to the song? Mm. Does no one hear what I'm hearing? Um, and yeah, that's an example of a more subtle. Uh, yes. Which yeah, obviously, but at least in that version. <laughs> Way too subtle for me. But I mean, at least there is the version of like, 
blow my whistle. Like they could be like children know what a whistle is. So naturally their first thing is going to be like, it's a whistle. Whereas like, I think the bloodhound gang is like sweat, baby sweat. Uh, That's from the the get go. And then it's like, oh, well actually no, the very beginning is like, we call this. Aha. Well now. We call this the act of mating, but there are several other very important differences between human beings and animals that you should know about. And then it just launches into them. He's like, I appreciate your input. Okay. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not necessarily that bad, but then they go into very explicit details. And then the chorus is like, you and me, baby ain't nothing but mammals. Let's do it like they do it on the Discovery Channel. There's no way to misinterpret that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So put your hand on my pants and I bet you'll feel nuts feel nuts yes i'm siskel yes i'm ebert and you're getting two thumbs up you've had enough of two hand touch you want it rough your rat it bounds out once you smothered once you covered like my waffle house house friends yeah i uh was a fan yeah but yeah it it, it alarms me i don't know where my parents were at the time but (laughs) uh but the thing is it's interesting although when it comes to music my mum was never one that censored us from stuff you know because i remember back in the day eminem was like every mother's worst nightmare, right? Mm. Like everyone hated Eminem. And so as kids, we would all want to listen to it and it made us seem cool. Like, oh yeah, I'm allowed to listen to Eminem or or I listened to it without my mum knowing. Whereas my mum was a huge Eminem fan. She loved him (laughs) and she was like, you know, he's just a dad and he loves his daughter and he's a good guy. And so I would borrow my mum's Eminem CD so I could burn it. Yes. So I'm not surprised she let me listen to the Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, My my dad's approach to censorship was, I don't think he would have cared about Eminem. He was much more focused on like Led Zeppelin and ELO that apparently had, you know, backtracking in their vocals. Oh, like subliminal messaging. Yeah, like uh yeah, satanic kind of stuff and it's all bullshit, but that was like he was, <laughs> he, Don't that, listen that was, to that Led Zeppelin. Yeah, like honestly, like I, I I was listening to Mr. Blue Sky one day and I had it turned up really loud and he came in and said, like, you need to turn that off. And I was like, you cannot possibly Mr. think Blue. that Yeah, you cannot possibly think that Mr. Blue Sky is gonna like turn me into a Satanist. Like I'm an atheist now. Well, it's the one you why, don't. But... <laughs> yeah, well, it's the one you never suspect. You know, of course yeah, yeah. they would put it on that. Yeah. Sneaky, sneaky fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you. That's, That's how, how they, they get, get you. Um, yeah, the Bloodhound Gang obviously went in a different direction. They just had someone in the back going, getting horny now. That was there. <laughs> getting horny now do, 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 do. i mean it still slaps it's still a song that oh, i like great. listening to yeah, yeah it is a fun yeah. one yeah, yeah 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 and i think it was their best hit really because they came out with one a much even less subtle one later which was foxtrot uniform charlie kilo mm. which obviously just spells fuck mm-hmm. uh which is even less you learned subtle, your lesson from britney you know? <laughs> and you know i didn't know that that's the thing my brother had to tell me like that's what it's about like i don't know what it is i like it doesn't it can, i don't know why i can't see this shit but yeah i remember my, the time my brother explaining that that's what it meant um, right. and i was too old like i was a teenager at this point i should have known better but yeah, yeah i think this one's better than that one um, right i think okay. i think the bad touch being subtle um, yeah sure more a more subtle version of their song um yeah i like that yeah uh yeah <laughs> They have another song called Untis, 
I think that's my. I'm not a f- oh, that's my favorite What's... Bloodhound Gang song. It's that, okay. It, I'm gonna have to listen to it. Like that's the that's the vibe. Oh. But uh, the like the verses, the rap in that, it's a similar. It's obviously a very similar style to the Bad Touch, but I, there's yeah. still lines that get stuck on my head and stuff. And yeah, I would recommend. Okay. It. If you if you still like the Bad Touch, if you still think the Bad Touch holds up, you're you're gonna love this. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Oh, uh, I think the Bad Touch holds up, so yeah, I will be well, listening to this. Yeah, sold, excellent. Uh, song eight then is a cover, so you've gone yes. for Smooth Criminal by Alien Antwerp. Yeah, I think, and I stand by this. I think this is one of the best covers of all time. Um, this is such a bop from the second it starts like mm. with the scream at the beginning i think it's better than the original I'm gonna go out on a limb here and wow. oh yeah i think so and okay. it has such a great film clip because there's just so many michael jackson um references in it mm. but i love this song um this was a song that so when it came out i don't know <laughs> i don't know why so my uncle is a bit of a like he's a bit of a cool dude he's like a skateboarder he's a surfer and he's also like just nuts like he would drive around in this like land cruiser um you know he was like the fun uncle that um we would always like hang out with and he loved this song so we bought him the single of it Mm. and but it was like the only single that he had and the only CD he owned, it seemed, because this was like his soundtrack for what I want to say, not exaggerating, was 10 years. Like, he would just have it playing in his car on yeah. a loop. Like, he would rock up to our house and you'd just hear Alien Ant Farm, like, blasting out of the speakers. So it always makes me think of him. Right. Um, but it's such, a, it's such a good tune. You don't think yeah. it's better than the original? Uh, no, I don't. Um, oh, but I really like is. it. I really like it. I'm not. Yeah. It, it's close. Let's say it's close. Uh, <laughs> it's close. <laughs> I really I mean, like Michael just Jackson. So, such different vibes. Oh, I. That's another one. Um, you know, maybe not a fan of him personally. Uh, yes. I think that's fair. But you know, I turned my back on Michael for many, many years mm. because uh, of obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was hard to do because I love I love Michael Jackson's music and it has like a huge effect on me growing up as a as a child and so I turned my back on it and then this year I was like I can't live like this anymore like I actually need that music back in my life and I've had to reconcile yeah. that like the artist is different from the art and I have to try and separate that mm. um, I mean like no, not in every case do you have to do that no like, I agree I can I can give up um ignition the remix uh because it's just one song yeah uh a a fucking great song not gonna lie but i can live without it but it's really it's like michael jackson that is a large catalog of great Mm. music that you're turning your back on so uh at least with alien ant farm i get to listen to it and not feel guilty at all fair absolutely fair yeah Yeah. um yeah it's a great cover though it's a it's a it's a great one um yeah it's one of those ones that like it just works so well that like i'm surprised that no one had done it before them and yeah yeah it just it, i don't know it just it i am i think we're the same age or similar age um mm. so yeah it, it it must have been just like that particular time as well it was everywhere 
and yeah yeah it just it scratches a particular itch for me i can't explain it but it's yeah it's a great song it really is it's interesting to me though with alien ant farm because i've never heard of them i don't know any other songs that they do and i just don't know how they got the rights to do smooth criminal like i just like where Mm. did they come from how did they get this song even done I, I, to, to quote Smooth Criminal, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. Like, it's, they just came out, made this incredible song, and then never heard from again. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy, yeah. And But I love the film clip as well because they just have so many, like, Michael Jackson references in it. Uh, yeah. And I and I watch it often still. And in the beginning of the film clip, or like during the film clip, there's like this kid dancing. And I think to protect his identity, they put like a mask on him. Mm. So it's very COVID relevant today. Mm. The, this film clip stands up. So ahead of the time. Yeah, ahead yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. Cool. All right. Song nine. Then is a song you would sing at karaoke. So you're yeah. going for This Is How We Do It by Montel yeah. Jordan. Yeah, which is a great track. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you're at karaoke, it's important that you realize it's not just about you singing. Okay, yep. It's about the crowd as well. You want the crowd to enjoy it. Like no one wants you getting up there and singing Don McLean's American Pie for 10 minutes. Like, you know, because there's other people in the room. Do you know what I mean? It's not just yes. about you. Yep. So I think this is a great track because one, it's a really good song. It gets you get to do a bit of a rap, you get to do a bit of a sing, but mm. everyone knows it and everyone gets to sing the chorus as well because right. people go like, "This is how we do it." You know, everyone gets into it. It's a yeah. good party track, and it's yeah. not a hard one to sing either. Like it's a good key, yeah. so it doesn't hurt your throat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, you've got to be smart when you think about karaoke. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very performative song, for sure. I've had a lot of people who've picked oh, songs that are like, well, no, <laughs> I've had a lot of people. I don't know like, if you've met me, but I like to put on a show. <laughs> I don't know if you get that from me. Yeah. Yeah. So what are, what are other songs that people pick? Like, about oh, well, just like, you know, other people sort of, the, you know, there's varieties in terms of how people approach it. But like um, a lot of people, a lot of people take it from the perspective of like, you know, I'm not a great singer. I don't really like karaoke. Uh, so I'll pick this song because it's in my range and I can sort of get up and do it and then I'm done. Or like it's a fun song and I can sort of get away with it because it's like got a bit of a rap yeah. or something like that in it. This is very much a song where like you're <laughs> front and centre if you're doing this song because you like you can't half-ass, mm. the, half-ass this song, right? You need to be no. there. You need to be engaged in the crowd. You can't just go up oh, yeah. and go, this is how it... You have to have, like, getting every, everyone involved. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, this is uh, how we do it. You've got to... Sh- you're, you're showing... Yes. Pe- this is how. You've got yeah. to do it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I like... This is... Interesting you say that about performative because the songs... The two songs that I would choose is either uh-huh. This Is How We Do It or Fergalicious by Fergie. Another wow. very performative okay. song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and that's the same thing. You've got a bit of dance, you've got a bit of rap. Um yeah. 
But yeah, because you want to get the crowd involved. That's the thing. You want to come off a karaoke song where everyone's like, that was fucking great. No one's mm. going to top that. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, you know what? My dad was in Eurovision. Okay. So <laughs> I have, you know, it's in my, it's in my blood to want to perform. Yeah. But yeah, yes. I think that's the thing. I hate when someone gets up on karaoke and, you know, they're just picking a song that is just for them. And, you know, we're all here to have a good time together. Let's all enjoy the song. Yeah. So this is yeah. an unselfish choice, in my opinion. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but but you also know that when you finish and you go to the bar, someone's buying you a shot. Yeah, someone would want to... Yeah, oh, 100%. It's that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, yeah. yeah uh, I mean, people always try to buy me drinks um, at karaoke, <laughs> for sure. That's never a problem for me, yeah. I yeah. own karaoke. I am karaoke, okay? So, All right, okay. but yeah, I I don't like karaoke rooms where it's just you in the room. Mm, mm-hmm. Like I want it yeah. to be you need an audience. and you're performing. Yeah, yeah, I need an audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why I don't, I don't like just being like in a room. I'm like, why am I doing this? I could do yeah. this at home. I'm not getting and any I attention. Do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I... I don't know if you get this vibe from me, but I like attention. So we sure. need to go somewhere where people can see me. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. All right. Song 10 then is a song that reminds you of a specific place. So you've yes. gone for your latest trick by Dire Straits. But yes, I love this song. Mm. Um, and when I was a kid, I mean, I, my family so my mum got remarried and the guy that she married was the worst but he had like a holiday house uh at this like beach shanty town in western australia called wedge island um which was like you know you could only get there by a four-wheel drive and we would live literally right on the beach and it was just this beautiful place and we would go there all the time and this was one of the albums that we would play on the car rides there mm-hmm. um and every time i hear this specific song it just transports me back there and i had some really great times there it was like you know just that perfect time of you know like just adolescence like getting to grow up and run around and kiss boys for the first time and mm. just really good times and it always reminds me of that mm. mm-hmm. mm. yeah it's a it's a it's a great song for that as well. There's something about the that know, intro bit. Yeah, yeah. There's just something about the is way the song put together. Yeah, 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 it is. Um, and it does <laughs> it does sort of it really does lend itself to nostalgia. Um, it like does. My, my my dad was massively into Dire Straits, so and this was this is probably one of the the lesser known songs by Dire Straits. I would say um, really. Well, yeah, I think. Well, money for would nothing the, would be their biggest hit. Yeah, do you reckon? I'm not, yeah. I'm Romeo and Juliet. Um, I'm not sure it would make the top five. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but like, like, it's just like based on what my dad listened to. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so this is a really nice blast in the past as well because like that was a a great song that he listened to. But yeah, I think it's there's there's definitely something about the quality of the song that would would very easily transport you back so and yeah it's a a lovely song to listen to and like have an image in your head so i think that fits the nostalgia quality very very well 
Yeah, there's something really great about it. And the thing is, I didn't even realize like your latest trick again. Uh, you know, I I've never really <laughs> paid attention, but I'm not. I don't. And I, you know, what? I still don't really know what it's about. But I was listening to it because I also listen to the songs in the lead up to this podcast, yeah. and I realized that he mentions sex workers, and I was like, oh, okay, oh, okay, oh, okay. So I'm not really. I, I, Again, could be an innuendo, not really sure. I don't actually know what the song is about, but it doesn't matter because it's um, right. really that saxophone bit that transports me back. Um, uh-huh. And it's that's it's just such a chill song. I really like it. And I, I love Dire Straits. I think they're so great. So, um, yeah, it takes me back. That okay. One. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because turning tricks mm-hmm. is a... That is a term. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, turning tricks is uh, like a trick is a job Uh uh, yeah Mm, okay so your latest trick i'm not yeah i'm not sure yeah see you can't even figure that one out and you're good at getting even the most obvious ones (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, blow my whistle bitch yeah Yeah. (laughs) jesus christ Mm. i can't believe Mm. that still (laughs) i literally thought they meant rave whistle i'm i love that love it <laughs> so funny <laughs> just just a lovely song about whistles you know <laughs> yeah i was like oh okay let me play a netball i get it oh yeah. Right. yeah yeah a little bit of an aggressive approach to refereeing um but uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah shit okay i really yeah you're right blow my whistle bitch it now that you've said it it makes so much sense yeah 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 I'm I'm sorry to be the one to break the news to you. No, anyway. well, I mean, no, I'm glad. I'm glad the wool is finally off my eyes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, okay. Song 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific person. So you've gone for Double Barrel <laughs> by Dave yes. and Ansel Collins. Yeah, this is like, uh, I think it's a 70s bop. Um, it's, it's such a... Sp- weird song honestly um but this was a song that actually i was on like one of my mum's like best of the 70s you know albums or whatever we would all always listen to it and uh when i was at wedge uh island actually with my best friend when i was like 14 we went up there for a week and it was just the best week and i remember we were in the kitchen uh cooking pasta together and we had that album on and this song came on and we just were like dancing around to it. I could not stop laughing like the way that my friend was dancing to this song. Mm-hmm. And we just sort of became obsessed with this song. And it's sort of our track for one another. We always put it on when we're together and it always reminds me of her. And we'll send each other videos of us dancing to it. So it's oh. uh, it's one of my favourite songs for that reason. And it just right. yeah, not only reminds me of her, but um, reminds me of like, just how lucky I am that I got to grow up with her because she's like just my favorite person in the world. So yeah, oh, it's a good tune. Okay. Yeah, lovely. That's very it's a very funny sweet. song though. It's a very yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a very strange song. Like I don't yeah. know what. <laughs> it's like eighty percent intro. It never hits. It yeah. never hits. It's just like yeah. <laughs> it's just I am. Um, was he the W O O? Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, I know. You said that. Like, 
<laughs> you said that a minute ago. You said that when the song started. Point, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Magnificent Woo? What's happening? Yeah, I'm back with a shake of a soul, folks. Yeah, I don't know what it's... And then it's just like, it's not reggae. Uh-huh. But it's got like a reggae beat in that yeah, it's yeah. just like dun, 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 dun. but then I like I have no idea what the genre is. I don't uh-huh. I don't know what it is. It's yeah. such a strange, ridiculous song. I think that's yeah. why she was so good at dancing to it. But yeah, right. uh, it's one of my um it's one of my faves. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such a rid- and this is the thing as well though, it was on like a best of the seventies album and I always think like, well, who's determining this? Because no one's heard of this song. <laughs> <laughs> like where are you yeah. getting the best from mm. best of what like according to whom because yeah, no yeah. one knows this one yeah and how is this such tune because there's no- nothing <laughs> happens here. yeah i know i know <laughs> i really enjoyed it but i was like mm, what do you what is this ninety percent intro that is such a perfect explanation that is all it is it's just intro. But yeah, yeah, if you're someone listening and you're like, I've just always wanted a, a song that's just an introduction and never gets anywhere and almost leaves me blue bald because mm. there's nothing. It gives me nothing. You're going to love this track. Uh, yeah. This is the track for you. This is for you. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> if I could just describe you, this is going to be your song of the summer. Just stay tuned. My God. <laughs> That is so funny, yeah, shit. Yeah. All right. Love that. I'm, okay. I'm very sorry to, to uh, detract from what was a very sweet story about, about your friend, but, um, but yeah, it's, oh. it's, a, it's, it's just <laughs> The thing um, is about her, like, she was the friend who, like, if she didn't come to school that day, I'd be like, oh, like, just my whole nose would be annoyed. Nose right. would be out of joint because I would be, like, so upset. Like, she was just, I just thought the world of her and I was always like, oh, I'm so lucky to have her as my best friend. And mm. that feeling has never gone away. Um, we don't even live in the same state anymore. But, like, she's just someone that anytime I speak to her, talk to her, think of her, I can't mm-hmm. help but laugh. And so um, she's such a, I think over the years, my how much this song means to me has even more improved because she never stopped being that person for me. And right. so, um, yeah, there we go. We can end on a sweet note about that song. Excellent. All right, perfect. There you go. <laughs> song 12 then is a song that motivates you. So mm. yours is Destiny's Child, Independent Women. Yes. This is, oh, I mean, how feminist am I allowed to get on this podcast? As, as Very. feminist as you like. <laughs> what? Okay. I know I'm a, yeah. <laughs> no, I I just mean imagine, I can go on ima- a real sorry, rant. Imagine I said no. Imagine I said not very feminist. Like would you not just you're leave? Like, you're like forty percent feminist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, well I mean I, Am I gonna gatekeep I, feminism? <laughs> That's the worst thing I could do. No cancelled. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I think what I mean is is like, okay, there's a reason why this song motivates me. Okay. Uh, and it's not just because it's from the Charlie's Angels soundtrack, okay? Like, there's other reasons. Tick. But um, this song, like, it's always been a, a song that I've enjoyed. But later, like, now at this moment in time in my life, this is, like, the song I listen to and I get so hyped up about it because my independence is so important to me. I'm a divorced woman. Mm-hmm. And there was a time in my life where I was about to get divorced. And I remember having this moment of thinking... 
how I won't be able to live without like my husband's income. Like it's not, which is dumb because my husband was not. We weren't rolling in the cash. You know, right. he was not Jay-Z. Let me just say that, right? Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, it was just this, like, dumb thing that, like, the thought that I should stay in a situation I wasn't happy in because mm. of money, um, it annoyed me that that thought existed. And then as I've gone past and gotten more divorced or have been divorced for longer, the reasons why I got married in the first place present themselves to me like why did I do that and it was that thing of like someone to take care of you because as women we are really taught that we want the fairy tale of someone to sweep us off our feet someone else to look after us Mm -hmm. and women often are the ones that are fucked over because of money I mean obviously we don't get paid as much there is a a wage gap but on top of that if women have a family if they have children they often are the ones that don't go to work the man keeps working he's the breadwinner he brings home the money and because of that so many women don't have superannuation so they actually stay married because they actually don't have money to even retire on they would leave without a penny because they never worked because their husband worked and so money for women um is something that we need to have for ourselves it's really the only way like women making their own money mm-hmm. is so important and I've had my own experience with this whereas like now I am single and my independence is so important to me mm-hmm. um, that I never want a penny from a man ever again in my life and I hate that I ever thought I needed that so mm-hmm. independent women by destiny's child blows me the fuck up because when they're saying the shoes on my feet I bought it you know, the house I live in, I bought it. I love that because yeah. uh, that is how I live. I don't, I, I earn my own money and I make my own way. And um, I hate that I ever thought a man should help me with that because I'm so fine on my own, but society just told me I wouldn't be. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you know what that was too, feminist? I'm going to cut that. Um... <laughs> no. Um <laughs> No, I know. I was like, oh shit, she's got to. No, rant, no, no. Honestly, yeah. like, I no, I, I love that. I love that. Um, and I think, do you know, I, I don't know if it's, uh, if just what I'm seeing more now, but like, um, so like day of recording, uh, Andrew Tate. I don't know if you know Andrew Tate. Oh my uh, fucking god! So he's been banned it. from Facebook and Instagram. Uh, day of recording, and like, I'm seeing a lot more of that kind of person popping up and mm-hmm. and i think it's a really important thing for for women to be aware of and not to step over that point but i think it's a really important thing for men to be aware of as well is that you like there is a there's a thing that's ingrained in society where there is almost like an element of control that men are mm. taught to have over a woman through money um yeah and you know it's like you know you're meant to be the breadwinner and you're meant to provide for your woman and you know buy her nice things buy her this buy her that provide in that sense but it does it you know when you when you actually look at it in a patriarchy it boils down to control right and exactly as you said it's like you know a woman can't do anything if they don't have their own money they can't leave that relationship they don't have any control of the Mm -hmm. situation um so yeah, like I, 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 just, I think it's a really, 
a really really important thing to to talk about yeah Yeah. oh 100% like it it is interesting how I've changed my mindset around it because I used to think oh it would be so nice to be quote unquote a kept woman like it would be so nice to have Mm -hmm. someone take care of me like that that was the goal like get a rich husband so you don't have to work and in the words of Cher like I am a rich man like for me the fairy tale is no longer um find someone else the fairy tale is like be that person for yourself and you know since getting divorced which was like really a true gift like I probably shouldn't have gotten married in the first place but um it was a true gift because it really just made me realize like the wool has come off my eyes much like now I know that blow my whistle bitch is about head jobs I also now know Mm. that like I had been lied to by society telling me that like you are not going to be enough like you can you can Mm. have your little job and you can have that but that's in addition to what a man makes like you're never going to be able to look after yourself you can't provide Mm. for yourself and it's such bullshit because I make so much more money on my own and Mm. like and it makes me really happy having my own money and earning it the way that I do and being able to take care of myself that makes me more happy um, than having someone else give it to me I don't want that and so it's really changed my mindset and um while independent women came out like so long ago mm-hmm. uh and I had listened to it now I listen to it in a completely different lens and it does motivate me to just um you know keep doing me and living my best life as an independent woman hmm. beautiful there you go song 13 then is a the song someone introduced you to so you've gone for super single by jeans Yes, this is a song. I mean, when I say that someone introduced me to it, the person that introduced me to it was Jeans themselves. Um, I met Jeans uh, many years ago. uh, Like, they're at a radio thing. They were interviewing me for something about a comedy festival. Mm. And she's a, you know, she's really cute. And then she just started releasing her own music. And I don't know many people that release music um Mm -hmm. and i was like oh wow she's really talented and then she came out with super single uh and it's just literally one of my favorite fucking songs not just because i am super single but it's such a bop yeah it is such a bop Uh yeah wow and so i'm a huge fan of hers and um and i'm yeah and i'm like obsessed with her uh and she is obsessed with me too. So it goes both ways. Um, but yeah, I kind of got introduced to it by her herself, if that makes sense. But I'm obsessed. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. It's This is a great song. It's such right? a good song. A really, really great song. And yeah, I, I again, I like the, I like the messaging of it. And, you know, again, having only followed you fairly recently um when i was listening to it i was thinking like listen to the lyrics and stuff i can totally see why this would be uh <laughs> something that you would connect with um yeah uh but yeah but it's just, it, it, like i yeah i uh, love pop music yeah and this is a great pop song yeah it's also a really great modern take on like love and sex and relationships like in this sort of day and age like and a sort of very empowered take on it as well like the sort of like um Mm -hmm. that attitude of what did you say like something around like uh i'm gonna be selfish and you can be selfish too is basically the sort of 
the, the vibe in one yeah. of them. Um, basically, like, I'm going to get what I want from the situation. You can get what you want from the situation. That's like, we're fine with that. And that's a very sort of, <laughs> yeah, again, sort of modern and uh, mature approach to relationships as well, I think. Um, yeah, well, yeah, dating has certainly changed, hasn't it? Like, it's not the same as it used to be. I, I, well, I mean, for me anyway, I think the, the end game always used to be like, I'm trialing this person out to see if they're the person I can spend the rest of my life with, which is just, I mean, madness, really. Mm. Um, and now it's not like that. You know, now it's just like I'm trialing you uh, for the evening and then, you know, maybe you can come back for another evening. Yeah. That's where we're at. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love the song Super Single. Uh, I think it's a really good Bob song and it's one that I always listen to when I'm running. I don't know why. Right, okay. I think because it's so, it's just like I keep wanting to run because it's such a good song. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, Jeans does, she does, she's a big like fan of Carly Rae Jepsen and I think that that comes mm. through in her music because she's really into pop and I think pop right. music gets a bad rap but um, I, yeah. I love it. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carly Rae Jepsen someone I've really massively coming around to since doing this show um right like, yeah if you asked me a year ago i would never listen to carly Rae Jepsen song now i am a huge fan oh my huge god fan. like she does pop and does it very well yeah 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 she's great epic anyway i song 14 is a song that you wouldn't expect to like so you've gone for <laughs> the downfall of us all by a day to remember yes so Back in the day, I used to have a boyfriend that was a metalhead. Okay. Um, like, he wore those ugly band shirts that you can't... It's just scribble and you're like, what is that band name? And he would just only listen exclusively to heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, it, you know, I, I used to be exposed to a lot of heavy metal. But this was one of the songs that wasn't too heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the only song that I still listen to today. Like it's still on my playlists because it's actually quite a tune. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not too heavy and it's enjoyable to listen to. And so, yeah, the downfall of a solid data remember. It's the only, it's the only thing in the rock genre that I listen to. Right. Okay. It's the only thing that's even made it close to me because it's so not my vibe. But right. Yeah. Okay. Had you, did you know this one? Because you listen to guitar music. No, so I get like my my bubble was so small. I always said that my 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 music existed. Uh, it was anything between Oasis and Metallica, and that was non inclusive because okay. I didn't like either Oasis or Metallica. So it was only okay. things in between. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So so yeah, this probably would have been a little bit heavy for me when I when, when I was only listened to you know my music doing air quotes right. uh, for the for the listener um but uh yeah it's a great song it's a great song and i i agree with you i think it's it is a, a, a more like accessible metal song like it is something that yeah. you could just get into even if you weren't particularly into this kind of music it's not yeah too intense and not overly screamy as well yeah, there's there's not that much screaming in it, which yeah. is good because some of the music that he would listen to, oh my fucking god! So like, yeah. when when it was like a, a couple good ones, like there's a band called Attack Attack that he would listen to, which is actually like Christian death metal, and but um, some of them have like lush vocals and can be quite pretty in scream music, and this yeah. is one of the ones where like there's singing alongside some of yeah. the. Um, aggressive yeah so I, yeah i actually like it and um 
it's it's the only song that I can you know, anytime I talk to someone that's a metalhead, I'll be like, Oh, day to remember and they're like downfall of a soul. Like I think it's a real I think it's re- very well known in the metal community right. um yeah. as like a bit of a, a bit of a tune. So yeah, um, sure. yeah, that's that's my in with the metal okay. crowd. Cool. That's my that's how they know. Yeah. Like I give them that one. Cool. It's like a secret handshake. Yeah, they think yeah, I'm yeah. really cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm sure you can tell that most metalheads would think I'm very cool. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just realised what I said was a like, like very, very sort of soy boy way of approaching metal. It's like it's not too screamy. Um, <laughs> it's not geez. too screamy. Like there's not. It's it's not too hard on the throat. Yeah. So yeah. The gentle metal. The gentle. Soft. <laughs> soft metal. I think they call it yeah. soft core actually. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Be gentle with me. Amazing. It's my first time. Um, right, so, <laughs> song fifteen is a song yes. you think everyone should listen to so yes. you've gone for lighter by miley Cyrus. yes okay i love that we're ending on miley so yeah. let me just preface this by saying i'm a huge miley cyrus fan mm-hmm. okay every year on spotify i'm in the top 0.01 percent of her listenership okay wow. okay big miley fan I have a tattoo of Miley Cyrus on my leg that says, In Miley We Trust. Wow, okay. I listened to this album for seven years consistently. So this is one of her lesser known albums. I forgot about that. We're bringing people back. Sorry. (laughs) It's called Miley Cyrus and Her Dead Pets. Uh And this was an experimental album that she made, self-produced herself, and I'm pretty sure released it on fucking SoundCloud for free. She came out with this. It was after the Bangers era. Uh And people would probably know know the meme of her saying like, what does it mean that people put... Of yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's from that album. And the thing is about this album, and the thing I think is really interesting about Miley in general, is she is a phenomenal artist. She mm. really is incredible. She's so talented, but people don't give her a chance because of the whole Disney. Well, at, at, the, at the time that this album came out, people really didn't. I think they've come around to her a bit more. Yeah. But um, people really discounted her because of her being like from Disney and then having like a pop era song, even though everyone knows every single fucking lyric to party in the USA, whether they like it or not, everyone can sing along to that. Um, But this album was one that like when it came out, I just fell in love with it and it, uh, she's really talented. And this song is like so beautiful, so melancholic. Um, Some of the lyrics are just, so beautiful and the film clip itself is just her smoking a joint and it's really psychedelic and I watch it so often Mm. um because it just chills me out I cry very often when I listen to it it maybe it's just me personally but I think it's really beautiful and I think that more people should give at least this album Mm -hmm. particularly this song um more of a chance because I don't think it got enough of the credit that it deserved at the time it was really experimental and really quite uh Ahead of its time, frankly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't heard it. I hadn't heard this song before. Um, mm. Listened to a bit of Miley, but like, no, I I kind of enjoyed the uh, yeah party in the USA. It was a it was a bop. <laughs> uh, yeah, see you again is a song I'm still obsessed with <gasps> to this day. Absolutely obsessed with. Um, yeah, great song. Um, 
so yeah and like uh, yeah there's a couple of more reasons like uh what was it midnight sky um yeah like it's an incredible song um so yeah like i hadn't really listened to an awful lot of uh the different albums that you put out there so mm. but yeah it's a beautiful song it really is it's a fantastic it song um yeah uh there's an awful lot to like about it and yeah i agree i think she is a, a phenomenal artist um so i i i can not include this if i'm wide of the mark but i wondered actually when it when you said that you're obsessed with marley if that was if her story was something that you related to in your personal life because i yes. think there's obviously there's a an arc just yes okay great because there's an arc with miley which is like obviously she had the disney era and obviously knowing what she can do now and, and knowing the direction that she's gone in now obviously that was a period where she was very uh repressed in a lot of ways and she had a lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of control and then when she left that she went through this phase where people basically said she's lost the plot like she's gone yes. crazy uh, because she shaved her head and she started twerking yeah. and and then and it frustrates me a lot though uh-huh. that in that instance because she had to do that yes because she did try to be like this is who i am this is the music i want to make yeah but people still saw her as hannah montana she had yeah. no choice but to yeah. literally cut off all of her hair and be like it, you will it, respect me as a woman i'm in control of my body yeah. um and also you know out of all the child stars that was the worst that she did she kept working she didn't fall off the end um and have mm-hmm. to go to rehab like so many child stars cannot make that leap and keep yeah. working and she did but mm-hmm. yes continue <laughs> so yeah so she had the she had the disney era she had the era where you know she basically as it's like she basically she broke free of that um and then then from there she was able to settle down into what we know now know is like the the miley cyrus that we that was mm. there all along i assume but like yeah who is like a very talented um very well respected artist and is is putting out some incredible music um mm-hmm. so yeah i just wanted because obviously you talk a lot about you know um where you're at now personally where you were um the sort of the the divorce and everything like that so i just saw parallels there and i just wondered if that's something that you connect with massively massively not only um i think the thing is that i related to miley so much is because the parallels happened like concurrently at the same time so like her bangers era which was when she did cut off all her hair and she was dancing on Robin Thicke, um, came at a time where I, like, I was obsessed with that album, but it came at a time when I had just moved to Melbourne and I'd just been dumped by my boyfriend and she had just been dumped by Liam Hemsworth for the first time and everyone thought of her as like off the rails, absolute crazy, that he had dodged such a bullet and mm. that was exactly what was happening in my personal life. Everyone thought that I was go- I'd gone crazy and right. that he was so lucky that he got rid of me and uh-huh. um and I really related to her. So like she got me through that time and her bangers album like I listened to it consistently like it was such a good time. And then um she 
got back with Liam around the same time that I met my then partner. And so, like, the music that she was making and releasing, I related to again because she, like, what I was experiencing, she was experiencing. And then she got divorced and started making, you know, breakup albums about that while I also was getting divorced. Like, it's always happening at the same time. Like, I feel so tied to her in so many ways. And I feel like wherever I am on my life journey, she's almost always the same. Mm. And what I love about her is, uh, you know, she talks about her divorce too. And she says that she wouldn't have gotten married had it not been for, like, a fire that happened and, like, you know, due to a drastic circumstance, they felt like, oh, we're going to get married. And I think the way that she speaks about it, I relate to, but also the way she talks about leaving her marriage and how she just moved on with her life. And people really criticised her for that because Mm -hmm. she was like, yeah, well, it's over and whatever. I got that as well. I got really shunned for not being, like, cut up about it and upset about it and so there's so many things about her that I relate to and I just uh I love her I mean I was never a child star obviously so I can't relate to that bit but um I do the sense of like that you have to be a certain way uh, and the control thing massively relate to um and yeah for me like Miley has always been a person that's unapologetically herself and I do get yeah. a lot of strength from her uh, in a lot of ways and I, I just I look I look up to her so much I'm obsessed with her honestly it's mm. she is my god you know like I'm an atheist except for Miley <laughs> except for yeah. Miley except Miley for Miley yeah in Miley we trust that's right but yeah this song is one of my favourite ones I think it's really beautiful I, I think she was clearly high as a kite when she wrote it like I have no idea yeah. she was like, you know, it's a lot of stoner talk. But yeah. um, this song and almost every love song on this album, I think they are, they represent what love is, where it's like this, when you're in love, it is nonsensical. Like, the way that she describes being in love with someone um, in this song, and she's like, we never get to see ourselves sleeping peacefully next to the ones that we love. We never get to see our own reactions. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Like we never get to see ourselves in the eyes of the person that loves us. And it's really difficult to pinpoint the way that love actually feels. And I think, you know, a high Miley Cyrus in her fucking studio does a good job of making it feel, I don't know. I I think it's just a beautiful song. And I I wish that this album got more credit than it deserved. But um, yeah, I I love it. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I really, really did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, and that's another one. Like, it's another artist that I have. I've listened to a few songs that I've thought that is incredible, but I haven't actually dived into an awful lot of her music. Um, like mm-hmm. I thought, Midnight Sky was like, was that last year? Um, that was twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was the best song of that year. I thought that was immense. And yeah. Yeah. I think this is a beautiful song as well. So. So yeah, look, I'm a convert. You can consider me a convert. I will, uh, I will Amazing. listen to a lot more Miley Cyrus now as a result. Um, cause oh, yeah, babe, I'll send you all of the ones that you should listen to. I'll send you a okay. list. Don't you worry. I've it's got just gonna a be very all her concise. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> no, there are some other ones. I, like, okay, if you like Miley, yeah. Like, okay, you seem like someone that appreciates her vocal range, and yes. I think the, the the cover she did of fade into you 
okay. by Mazzy Star. You can look okay. that up. I think it's on like SoundCloud. Okay. That song, she has like surpassed the original for me in that like the the way she just gives into her. Like, oh, she's just insanely talented. So okay. that's a good one to start with. All right. All and right. that's a and that's just a cover. So. You know, I'm I'm going to give you all different versions of what I think you should listen to. But yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. That makes me really happy. Perfect. All right. Lovely news to end on. Um, so do you have anything that you want to uh, plug or promote while I have you? Uh, yeah. So you can listen to my podcast, which is called Sad and Sexy. Um, and if you're in Sydney, I don't know if when this is coming out, but if you're in Sydney, we're going to Sydney in mid-September. So if this is out, you should come and see us. Perfect. That's it. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I had the best time. Excellent. And that is it for episode 37 of Mixtape and Identity. Thank you so much for listening. Go and check out Bianca. Support her however you can. The podcast, Sad and Sexy, is excellent. Um, I start off with the episode with Annie and Lena because um, both of them have been on the show and I love them both and it was an absolute blast great chat and yeah I'll be listening to many many more so I suggest you do the same we did manage to get this episode out before the live dates in Sydney so if you're listening to this as it's been released and you're in Sydney go and check out the live show I'm sure it's going to be an absolute blast there are now other ways you can support Bianca as well Uh, I'm not going to say too much but you know links in bio you'll see what I mean if you want to support this show, you can do that through coffee. You can do that financially. If you want to throw a couple of quid or a couple of dollars at an episode that you've liked, there's no monthly obligation there. It would be much appreciated. If you're not in a position to do that, absolutely fine. But please do leave a review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, a review and a rating would be much appreciated. If you're listening on Spotify, a little five-star rating. And yeah, tell your friends, share it in your story. The support, especially over the last couple of weeks, has been absolutely immense. I really appreciate each and every one of you. I'll be back next week for episode 38, so in the meantime, look after yourselves.